Hey everyone, welcome back! You know the drill, Sonic's the name speeds my game, and you're entering the Hedgehog Zone! Welcome everybody to the Hedgehog Zone, one of the quickest podcasts out there, not in terms of time, but you already know why. So, as usual, I am joined by the Hedgehog Zone team. First, let's go with Axe a voice that y'all are becoming familiar with as you tend to hear him uh, often now at the beginning of a podcast. How are you doing, Axe? What up? It's Axidus. I'm here at the the uh, the, um, the Hedgehog Zone team here again today. And, uh, you know, we got a, a, a group of friends back. Going to be talking about some more stuff again. How about you, Luis? Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. Really, uh looking forward to, to today's topic because uh, a lot of us really like the movie and you know i think we all have uh, our thoughts on on what might be happening afterwards uh after this first one if you know because there will be a second one confirmed um but next uh, i'll go with shalice how are you doing shalice doing just fine ready to, ready to have another fun episode with you guys let's get crackalack and talk zone team Awesome. Glad to hear that. And next, let's go with Paul. How are you doing, man? Hey, Louise. Hey, Hedgehog Zone fans out there all over the world hidden here in the U.S. I know I missed the last episode. I'm sorry, guys. I had a lot going on, but I'm back and I can't wait to get into this next episode. How you doing, Louise? Doing good. Thanks. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. And finally, let's go with Knuckles' favorite Houston, how are you doing? Oh, you know, just hanging out, enjoying life. Well, trying to. I broke my foot the other day, as you all know. So, kind of hurts. But other than that, I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, the, doing doing well. You know, hopefully you get a speedy recovery. And ah, you know, you I see to, what you did there. Yeah, of course, right. <laughs> gotta throw those uh, terms because they're they're applicable there's a lot of times when we could say those things well true uh, we are going to be talking about the sonic movie the one that came out this year 2020 a movie that a lot of us fans are anxiously waiting for amazing cast one of my all-time favorite comedians jim carrey who did a phenomenal job but before we start talking about the characters Let's get started talking about the plot. And so we'll each go one by one, giving our thoughts on the plot, what we thought they did good, maybe what wasn't done as well, and what maybe could have been done uh, better. So let's get started. Uh, First, if uh, we get started with you, Shalice, uh, what did you think of the plot of this movie? Now, for me, the plot of this movie, it when I first, when the movie first started, it launched me back into my childhood because it launched me back into several of the Sonic Hedgehog Universe cartoon series that played throughout my childhood. It started out like Sonic Underground with Sonic with Sonic being alone and t- being taken in by somebody. Then they jumped into Sonic Set AM with him being in the forest by himself, but he didn't have his team yet. He didn't have his team yet. Then it jumped into Sonic X, him going into the human world. Like, wow. Okay, that was that was a that was that was a way to go all the way through my head, <laughs> all the way through my childhood there. And the plot, the plot was very very good. I gotta say, 
for a live action video game movie, it was very, very good, very well thought out. Because I felt like it was playing into the Sonic X universe throughout most of it. And I'm not gonna get to the character here. I'll get to the character when we get to that part. But it was a really, it was really well done. How well I don't, I don't only in Sonic Saturday M. I truly remember Sonic using the power rings in that. Not too much in the other ones. But to travel, I was like, whoa, that's new. <laughs> that 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 kind of threw me for a loop when I saw him using the ring, the power rings to travel and things. That threw me for a loop. But I was like, okay, okay, it works, it works, it works. It really works well during the during the uh, last fight scene when he was we chased for Eggman and he had to use the rings to save Tom and uh Tom and uh Maddie. It was crazy right there. But yeah, the plot all together, I loved it. That's about it for me with the plot. And y'all guys go ahead and talk now. Yeah, it, it was definitely interesting how they they used the the ring right to, in a sense, uh, transport one another. Next, uh, we'll go with you, Axe. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the plot? Well, kind of like what Shalise said, um, the plot to me did make me think a lot of Sonic X, <laughs> and um, the rings actually. Uh, to me, weren't that much of a surprise because um, I remember them using that. Me- well, I technically it's from Sonic One, where you use the ring to travel to um, the special stage zone, which is just a left turn after you get through the Hedgehog Zone, and um, you know um, they used it also in Sonic 3D Blast. You used it to like go from stage to stage. Technically, you use it in uh, like games like Sonic Go Six, with um, where you use it to enter a stage. You use it in a lot of the modern games to end a stage. So for me, whenever they did that, I was like, "Oh, it's interesting that they brought that uh, into a movie where people probably aren't thinking about rings being used that way because it's usually a mechanic in a game rather than just um, an actual thing that they would have in the story itself." Um, but the story itself, to me, was a lot like Sonic X, but in a, in a different way, a little simpler, where instead of him already being an established hero, he's a newcomer. And I thought that was cool. Pretty, I, I do like how it's an origin story, uh, kind of. And uh, especially for Robotnik, it feels more like an origin story for Robotnik, actually, than Sonic himself. Because Sonic still has this power and we have no idea where it came from but um i do like where they're going with it and um i don't know it's hard for me to say much on it without like spoiling too much i I think i could elaborate more whenever i talk about the characters but for now i'm I'm gonna pass it on to houston uh you so houston what do you think about the plot no i i have to agree with you um on I mean, every, everything that everybody said so far makes a lot of sense. And it, you know, just talking about the plot, I'm I'm going to be frank. This movie is, for whatever reason, it's one of my top movies. I really like. I was on the plane uh, to Florida. You know, it's a quick two-hour flight to Jacksonville um, the other day, and this is what and it's what I watched. I mean, it's just I I could watch that movie and 
be perfectly fine with it. The plot is, you know, it's not complicated. It's simple, but it's fun. They do some really fun things, some fun Easter eggs that they throw in there. And I mean, it's just nostalgic just to see, like, I remember when I found out that, you know, Sonic was actually getting a live action movie. I was like, oh, here we go. It's Super Mario Bros. all over again. You remember from 1994? Oh, my gosh. I, I was like, no. Or 93, whatever. And I was like, oh. And then, you know, I was ready. And then I saw that first commercial that came out. And I went, oh, no. What is that? And then they did the redesign. And I was like, there, there's significant hope. And when I saw that movie, it was fun. It's just a fun, fun movie. And it is a great way to present, like the way they told the story. I agree with you, Axe, from a um, Sonic X perspective. Mixing in some of that Sonic Underground, kind of, you know, spicing it up just a little bit. I, I think that we have the makings of a really good path forward for Sonic on screen. And, um, you know, without getting too spoilery or anything like that, I, you know, ro- uh, Jim Carrey's Robotnik, just so funny, so good. And Ben Schwartz did, did a great job there. And we'll talk more about the characters, obviously. But I think that, you know, from a story perspective, they did, they did borrow a lot from source material, which I thought was great. And I, I would like to see more of it as they go forward. So we'll talk about that too. But I, I, you know, that, those are kind of my thoughts just in general about the plot. Paul, what are your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> for me, the Sonic, the, the movie with itself was fantastic. Um, I agree with you, Houston and Axe about... And Shalice, all of you said um, Sonic X, you know, I, I get the origin stories there. Um, I appreciated the characters and everything. Um, as far as the storyline, I, I, there were a couple of elements that were missing that I thought, you know, they probably didn't have to incorporate all of it, but it would have been nice to see like, okay, you know, you, they'll they'll insert that later. You know, I think we'll get into that more so in the spoilers part, but at, at face value, um, considering what happened early on with the design, the initial design in the trailer, how horrible it looked at first, but then they revamped everything. Um, it's everything just blended very well together. Um, I, I somewhat agree with you, Axe, when you said it seems like more of an origin story for Robotnik than Sonic. But in a sense, you know, Sonic was kind of already there, but he didn't know he like he didn't know anybody because he lived by himself in the forest. Um, and that's one thing that I kind of had hoped they would kind of switch up a little bit because Sonic is a hero, right? Think about it like this. In the Flash with Ben Affleck, he was a hero, even though nobody knew him as the Flash, he came and saved the day and he was gone before nobody even knew he was there. You know, I would have thought that as Sonic, he would have already done some things and just and just nobody knew that he was there because he is the blue blur because, you know, he's he's cool. You know, imagine somebody robbing the bank and the the thieves, they get away and then Sonic brings them back and then Sonic's gone. 
I would have loved to have seen that element a little bit more. Um, but I do like how they kind of delved into his loneliness because he was alone. And then all of a sudden he has his, the thing that happens where the power switch just go. Whoop. And then of course it goes on into the story. Um, one, one quick thing um, I want to mention <laughs> the fun, the funniest thing was when Sonic grabbed the turtle and he took him on a joyride and then he put the turtle down and the turtle was like, <gasps> that was hilarious to me. Um, but, um, but they did really well on the plot and story. Um, uh, and we're going to get more, I, I got a lot more to say, but it goes on into our topics where with the characters and spoilers. Um, but Luis, give me your thoughts, man. Yeah. Uh, well, tr- just like y'all been saying, I mean, it, it's, it was a good storyline. Uh, I, I did really appreciate seeing some elements of uh, Sonic X and the Sonic Sarayama cartoons. Uh, it's it's cool. I, I mean, I, I think it's hopefully something that we'll continue seeing on on when the second movie comes out because you appreciate as a fan that they incorporate elements of the show, of the games, of like different aspects of the Sonic universe. And so uh, in that perspective, uh, it was good. I really enjoyed seeing those Easter eggs uh, as Houston was mentioning, because again, as a fan, we noticed them, right? There were different times when you saw one thing and you were like, Oh, that's in reference to that. Right. I mean, probably the most obvious one was the fact that he lived in green Hills. Right. And so uh, seeing those things, it was just so cool. There were just, there were even some hidden ones that as I've repeatedly seen the movie, I've, uh, noticed and I've seen the special features on on the um, Blu-ray as well, and so I thought I thought it was a good sneaky way, right, to throw in those uh, Easter eggs, similar to how uh, Pixar does, right, to almost give you guys an idea of what's uh, to come, right, uh, or or maybe just uh, they just happen to just put them there, right, in the movie, and so that was good. Overall, I think it was all planned out really good. Right, you introduce Eggman because out of nowhere, for any for a mysterious reason, the power goes out because Sonic just uh, was so fast and he made uh, the power shut down. And and so I thought that was a good, clever way of introducing Eggman and of not just introducing the character of Eggman, but also introducing the fact that Eggman is so desperate to catch whatever this. Blue speedy demon is right in his opinion. Um, that he's just going everywhere, right? He wants to catch it, he's gonna try and come up with whatever machine to catch him. And we've saw a lot of those different moments. Uh, I think the the moment where uh, Sonic is in the truck and then all these uh random uh, machinery comes out and they keep like beating each machine and it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It was like that is Eggman. That is, you know, classical Eggman boss battle where you think you beat him, but oh, there's a surprise. There's something else, right? <laughs> and so I thought that was a, a really interesting uh, element that they uh, included uh, with that. And so all, all around the board, I think it, it was good. Uh, I mean, the, the storyline really uh, interpreted what we wanted to see, I think, from a Sonic movie. And I'm with you, Houston, too. At first, I was like, hopefully it doesn't turn into another Mario Brothers because if y'all haven't seen it, don't don't watch it. Like, it's 
it's bad. Like the, I mean, unless you really want to waste time, then go ahead and watch it. But other than that, just just uh, try not to not to watch it. But um, but I dubbed say Houston. I think I had a hope either way. I was like, I feel like Paramount can do a good job with storylines. Uh, I've seen some pretty good movies from Paramount and whatnot, and so I'm glad that they actually pieced together a, a good story and everything kind of uh, worked out well. And I have to also say that I don't know how many of you watched the Pokemon movie, which came out before. I was really looking forward to that one too. Um, but since that one, in my opinion, was also good, I think that's what lifted up my hopes for the Sonic movie to be as good, if not even better as well. And so I think after seeing that one, seeing this one, I think that you know some pr- pretty good video game movies are being produced. And let's not be surprised if after everyone sees how successful the Sonic movie was, we start seeing maybe other characters uh, trying to get their own movie. Uh, I know Houston would probably be really happy if he saw a Spyro maybe movie uh, made as well. And so... Uh, oh, dude, I, you're singing my yeah. song. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be interesting. But but yeah, so can't, can't say anything but good things, I think, about the storyline. Uh, I, I don't think they missed on anything because... I mean, we, we could think of other things that, oh, it would have been cool if they would have added this or added that or, you know, introduced maybe this character or, you know, maybe have the movie go this way. But, uh, you know, as some of you have said already, it's the first movie. I mean, they, they couldn't really throw at you a bunch of things or whatnot. They had to keep it basic and then see what the fan response was, which it's been pretty good. Uh, I, I do not know a fan who didn't like it. I mean, if you are a fan who didn't like it, please feel free to comment your opinion on why you didn't like it. But at least from what I've heard, I've heard nothing but uh, good things about uh, the storyline as well. So, yeah, so that's that's what we have there. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add about the storyline? Thoughts? Uh, I just want to um, throw a quick thought in. Um, so... <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but I love that Sonic came out in the Valentine's Day era. Me being a Valentine's Day non-liker. I don't hate Valentine's Day, but I don't like it at all. And But I love the fact that even though there were a lot of love movies that came out with it, that Sonic the Hedgehog took the number one spot. So I was like, yes, heroes rule. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of kind of like a boys rule, girls rule kind of thing. You know, elementary school. <laughs> but um, uh, nah, uh, I I love the fact that it came out on Valentine's Day and it outshined all the love movies. You know, because I don't like Valentine's Day, so I I spent my Valentine's Day watching Sonic the Hedgehog because Sonic is the goat. You know, y'all y'all can keep keep the love stories for another time. So let let let, let the heroes take center stage on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for, for those of you who uh, maybe don't remember, which I'm sure maybe most fans do remember, the movie was supposed to come out last Thanksgiving. We would have been celebrating the one year uh, sometime around this time of the movie coming out. But you, you all know what happened. You all know the nightmare that happened in that first trailer. Might I interject for <laughs> um, one second? It was Technically, yeah. technically, when I first heard of the movie, it was supposed to come out in 2016, 
And then I heard later it was going to come out in 2018. Then they pushed it to 2019. Then we got like the trailer that was, I'll talk about that later. But um, then it came out 2020. So I was like, yeah, this, as far as I know, this movie has been in some kind of cycle for a while. I agree. And I think it's one of those things that you just say, like, it was worth the wait, right? If if they Absolutely. made us wait this long Absolutely. to think of maybe storyline, think of uh, details, right, on, on what to incorporate and whatnot. Thank goodness. Well worth it. <laughs> Thank goodness. After oh, all yeah. this time, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, they're about <laughs> to drop the ball after all this time. Oh, they picked it up. Cool. Yeah. But, hey, we got to see it. We have it. Uh, I'm sure most of us have the Blu-ray, the DVD copy, and it's so amazing to be able to say it's here. Sadly, I don't have it yet, but if one of you guys, if one of my podcast mates, you know, were to incorporate me on their Christmas list, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, that, that, that would be a nice little, uh, stocking stuffer, you know, just, 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 just throwing that out there for y'all. My, oh, oh, oh. Ooh, looks like we we have Santa Claus here in the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> although it does kind of sound like Eggman, though. I gotta say, whoa, 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 I gotta say, whoa, it might be Eggman. <laughs> Wait, how did? <laughs> I mean, I guess he's Santa, but I was like, how did he get into the Hedgehog Zone? Yeah, what? I mean, I what? I mean, maybe someday we'll see Sonic, but Santa. I don't know about you know that there was that Sonic Christmas movie. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I've never seen I've I've only seen pictures of Sonic and like Christmas stuff. I don't recall any seeing any like visual movies of Sonic. But I will I will say this though. Eggman would make a hell of a good a a good Santa slash villain. You know what I'm saying? It was like you 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 could see him as Santa Claus, and he has like a mechanical sleigh with mechanical gears, and instead of dropping gifts, he's dropping bombs. You know, saying maybe that, in that, the that sequel. Really cool. Speak- <laughs> okay, so uh, now we're talking about a totally different Sonic movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, the the other the movie that we're referencing is actually called Sonic Christmas Blast. So if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, is that logo? Sorry, this the thing you're showing. The Sonic Christmas Blast logo looks like it is uh, at least inspired by the 3D Blast logo. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a bit familiar too. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, so they an- they animated Sonic so different there. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, that that. I, got, well, I think I have stuff to say. <laughs> well, we'll actually do a, a, an episode probably on, on that, especially during the Christmas time. So. Y'all be on the lookout, and if you haven't actually seen that movie, uh, go watch it so we don't spoil it for you. It's called Sonic Christmas Blast. I, I believe it's on Netflix. I might be wrong there, but I because I, I remember I, I actually saw it. I believe I think it was like last year. Um, it's you know it, it it is what it is. It's for its time, but you know I, I think it's it's worth the watch, especially if you're a fan of the Sonic uh, Satayam uh, cartoons. Uh, a lot of the design is. Does come from that. Please jump in here. We want your thoughts. Don't let us guys have all the fun. Well, like, well, only thing I want to add is add to the about, about the plot, how it, he still had a Sonic X nuance to it. Was like, you know, I Sonic X 
They were all hiding out. They only came out when Eggman came around. Then it was like they revealed themselves slowly. With, like in the movie, Sonic slowly revealed itself. And then there was the acceptance. But the only thing that didn't happen that happened in Sonic X was the separation. He's still with them. So mm. that's kind of a nuance that I liked right there. Yeah. It, it well, was I know different. what she means. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I No, it took me a moment to think about it. I was like, wait, what is she talking about? Like, oh, she means like how in Sonic X, they go, he goes back to his world. And, and this one, he's like, I kind of want to stay here on Earth. I kind of like it here. You know? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Because, well, especially because now it's like, we, we need, need to see uh, what all happens uh to to earth i guess you know with with this becoming normal like because at the moment he's uh hidden from the world still except for the government but like you know in sonic x you have that moment where uh if anybody who likes sonic x uh is is still out there because you know people seem to trash on it a lot but it's a lot better than people give it credit for there's this uh episode where sonic is um fighting uh in robotnik space um when the the military is like trying to uh, attack it and during that fight you know the news the media catches a glimpse of him and they, they broadcast it on the side of a building for everyone to see and then that's how the world finds out about sonic officially aside from like rumors and stuff and i'm like yeah it'd be kind of cool to see something like that in the movies where like because sonic's not a he's not a ninja turtle you know he doesn't like have to like stay in the shadows (laughs) eventually everyone's got to like find out about him right you know he's the world-renowned hero they're never even going to be able to get to shadow if if they don't like make the world find out about him really because then no one's going to be like is that sonic it's going to be like who's sonic well you know the the people from green hills actually do know about him though right and the movie is as we know in the uh, fight, yeah, against, I guess they uh, find out about him later. Yeah, at um, the end, he oh. is in Green Hills and he's living in the forest, but he's stalking James Marsden's character, and him it's him and his wife or, or girlfriend. And so I don't think they made the move to be. You I know think what? Yeah, uh, it was Tom and Maddie. Um, so they were Sonic's two favorite people. And this is the and, chillest chillest town because they they find out about sonic and and you know crazy carl is just like i told you he's real and everyone's just like no one really cares blue alien scientist dude fighting just 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 you know peaceful town just keep it zen they're just like so you don't he's an alien with super speed yeah 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 Yeah, that's fine we've seen the movies (laughs) and played the games (laughs) yeah so so, Uh, like we we interesting and and i know you all want to actually dive into the characters because we have pretty good cast. And so let's get started with you, Houston. What were your thoughts on the characters of the Sonic movie? You know, I have to say, I really, really enjoyed all of the characters in the movie. I mean, you look at um, Echidna 1, Echidna 2, Echidna 3, and they all had just their varying levels of awesomeness. One that shot the bow, they were throwing things. I mean, it was just awesome to see how great those Akedinas were. And, yes. uh, and, and, and that's it. Just, uh, I mean, you, you talked about the plot before, so I mean, surely you've seen the rest of the movie, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I guess I did. I see. I just thought the movie ended right after the kids were off the screen. So my bad. But yeah. Same. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I see them and I go, Knuckles, <laughs> please. Um, but no, you know, I, I think from an overall character standpoint, I I just thought they were great. It, there was there was not really a bad character in that movie. Need may I say that you know I, I risk people backlashing on me for saying that, but really <laughs> I loved it. And you know when going you know just down the down the list aside from my beloved Achilles. Um, you look at Sonic. I mean, just I loved his evolution in this movie. And, you know, he kind of had that very lonely syndrome where he was talking to himself, talking to, you know, pretending like, uh, you know, he was having these relationships with people and he wasn't. And then he all the emotion that kind of came out of him when, you know, he started running in circles on and uh, causing the power out, outage and whatnot. I mean, just there's such an emotional arc there. And I love James Marsden as a, as a Tom Mikowski. I mean, just a really, really great job. The, the dynamic between the two was awesome. And I loved the scenes that they shared, especially the rate, the chase scene and the bar fight. The bar fight was awesome. That was so fun. I, I I just really, really enjoyed the dynamic that they shared. Um, I also thought that Robotnik was, Jim Carrey's Robotnik was amazing. And I cannot wait to see that continue to just grow and expand over hopefully many movies to come. But his character dynamic was great. Just so egocentric, so into himself and i loved him and his assistant stone i mean just the things that they would say the things he would say to him and you know i i i just thought there was just such a such a fun dynamic there and you know when he when robotnik was dancing in his uh in his uh his mobile command center and then you know he's he's just doing his thing and then he turns around he sees stone and he like screams at him and then grab, you know, the latte, the latte scene, which I thought was hilarious. So o- overall, you know, just the characters were great. And I, and I think they did a really good job of introducing them and starting the story behind them. So I, I, you know, clearly there's an, there are arcs to come. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. But, you know, with that said, I mean, I, I'd be interested to know, Paul. What what were your thoughts on the characters? Who who was your favorite character? Yeah, I'm gonna build on what you're talking about, Houston. Um, but all all the characters were great, um, especially the little girl going towards the end of the movie, uh, who gave Sonic his shoes at the end. There, she was such a cutie pie. I, I really enjoyed her. Um, uh, Sonic, of course, was great. I gotta say, shout out to the design team. Thank you for redesigning. I think we can all agree. Thank you for redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog because he looked horrible in the initial trailers, like when when it first came out, but then you reworked it and it it was able to flow um, into the story. So thank you, design team. Um, I want to say James Marsden overall as an actor, he's very underrated. Like dude is 
very talented, very smart. I appreciated how um, he played his role as Tom in the movie. Um, but my favorite character, Houston, to answer your question, is Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik. And I'm going to tell you why. He actually did a better job than I thought he would, to be completely honest with you. I was expecting they would cast somebody completely different. But what I liked about it is they gave Eggman somewhat of a personality because we all know if you play the games, we all know he's egocentric, wants to take over the world. He's very techno geek savvy, you know, so we, we appreciate that aspect. But in the movie, he's very he's like he's he's funny. He, he still has his commanding egotistical presence, but he's funny with it, as you can see when he makes his presence first known and he's talking to the commander. He's like, who's in charge here? And the commander was like, that, that, that. I'm in charge here. You know, he's, the way he just went about doing it, it's like he, he it added more of a personality to him. The coffee scene, like you mentioned, he's like, I love the coffee. <laughs> it was just so, it, it, it was funny. So I, I appreciated that, that they added that element. Um, and initially when, as you go with, as you went throughout the movie, he didn't look like the t- prototypical Eggman. Cause I was like, man, that that's why I thought, I thought they would have casted somebody different. Uh, but when you saw Eggman at the end where he shaves his head and he grows out his, the full mustache, I was like, Oh, okay. Now we're going to, now we're starting to see something. So I, I look forward to seeing spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Had to do it. Had to do it. Uh, but yeah, um, all the characters, and I do appreciate. I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to to the Ed Keatonness as well. I I wasn't expecting to see them honestly until maybe towards the next movie. You know, we'll talk about that later. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and transition to Luis. You're up next. Uh, give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually I'm gonna go in order here with uh, some of some of the characters too. So let's start with Sonic. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, Paul, I completely agree. It was well worth the couple of months of wait that we had to wait to see Sonic redesigned. That original design, I don't know who approved that. I, I I'm still trying to <laughs> figure that one out. But I think we can all be thankful as fans that. The director made the decision to listen to the fans after seeing the trailer and to say, wait, let's make sure we redesign this. And I think it's the first time that I really see someone change a big aspect of the movie because of how it was. They, they saw the reaction to the trailer. And I think that was amazing. Great, great for them to, to do that because uh, it, it really turned out great i think the design is is uh perfect um so as far as uh sonic himself the voice of sonic ben schwartz i think he did a good job uh definitely a twist to the usual sonic voice that we've been hearing lately with roger craig smith um i have my own thoughts as to maybe why they didn't choose to cast roger craig smith being that he is a familiar voice already we are all familiar with him uh you know he's been in the games and sonic boom um, so I'm not too sure what happened there. Maybe they wanted to get, you know, maybe Ben Schwartz on since he was made more well-known as an actor. Um, that could have been why. 
but you know that that kind of surprised me that they uh, shifted his voice there. But overall, he did good job. It was good. I, I really enjoyed the uh, random things that Sonic would say that you know just made you laugh. Right? <laughs> You're like Sonic is really saying that. Wow, that's uh, really uh, funny to to hear him say that. And then next, if we look at Tom James Marsden uh, character. I think he did a, a good job too as what's supposed to be like Sonic's first friend, right? We see Sonic with the uh, bucket list. We see uh, James really playing that role of uh, becoming a friend to Sonic who, you know, has been by himself for the longest time right there just in his uh, cave. And so uh, I thought it, it was really interesting to see that dynamic between Tom and Sonic. It, you know, it seemed like since they met it's like they actually knew each other for a long time right like it's like tom had actually known sonic before uh so that that was a really great dynamic and and whatnot and his character was portrayed really well right as being that go-to sheriff in this small town everyone knows him he comes from a history of having ancestry who was also served in the sheriff's department and so really uh gave you a a backlog to how well known he was in his community and why, you know, he maybe wanted to move to San Francisco. And maybe that wasn't such a good decision because his home was really uh, at Green Hills. And so that one was good. And of course, I also got to say too, my favorite character was Dr. Eggman, Jim Carrey. Amazing. As I said earlier, he's my favorite comedian and he did a really good job with the the character and really I think he really portrayed the character great and you could tell that he did his research even though if you guys listen to the uh, special features on the uh, blu-ray he talks about only really looking at Dr. Man for like two weeks like they gave him the line he was like oh who is this okay but he does such a good job I mean I don't know if he spent the same amount of time to do the Grinch and other characters, but he really gets into character real quick. And I'm pretty sure he he must have seen a lot of uh, the cutscenes for Dr. Eggman and even the boss battles just to get a better feel for that. And so he did good. Amazing job. Although I do have to say I was kind of surprised when I saw the trailer and seeing that he had hair, right? Because Dr. Eggman, we normally associate him as being bald with a crazy mustache the mustache wasn't as crazy for <laughs> jim carrey's character uh so that did kind of throw me off as to why they gave him hair at the beginning but at the same time it was the first time we were meeting dr eggman in this movie and so i get why maybe they wanted to make him look differently too and we'll talk about the spoilers here <laughs> in the next uh, segment but that's probably the only thing but other than that like you guys said it, it was amazing seeing how he interacted with everyone and whatnot and it he did a, a good job and then aside from that i mean the other characters i thought they were good being that you know they were maybe characters that weren't seen throughout the movie uh, like maddie did a good job uh, as uh james uh fiance or the soon to be married from what it seems like um wade we didn't really see a lot of him. Agent Stone, the dynamic between him and Jim Carrey was <laughs> was really good. And I think Dr. Eggman needed to have that 
person, right? That he tells kind of like everything, right? Like he makes him go get his coffee, that he makes him like uh, really do do whatever he wants. And so uh, it was really interesting to have that character. And other than that, I think the only other character that really stood out maybe just at the beginning was the crazy Carl character because, you know, he made everyone think that, you know, that there was a, a blue demon, blue alien that nobody knew who it was. And, and to see everyone really laugh at him at the beginning, but him actually getting the last laugh at the end when the whole town finds out, oh, actually, this guy wasn't really crazy Carl. He was just normal Carl uh, was uh, something else. So I thought I thought normal, for his character, he got the last laugh. Normal ca- Carl who wields a chainsaw. Oh yeah! Oh, that's true. Yeah, he can get, <laughs> he can get <laughs> get a, a little crazy, I guess, and uh, on that uh, perspective. But but yeah, overall, I thought characters were good. Looking forward to the second movie. And one thing I have to say here for my part is that I hope that we see all this cast return for the second movie, and we don't see a character switched. That uh, I'm not a fan of when. They switch actors. Uh, I hope that they keep all the cast. If anyone, you know, and for anyone who's coming back, because you need to have that continuity, or otherwise, character kind of gets lost. You know, it's not the same. But with that being said, uh, let's go with the you, Shalisa. What did you think of the characters? I think the characters are really well cast and really well done. I'm gonna start off talking about Sonic, but first, you know, everybody's gonna be talking about the the, the first. The first edition that we saw, I'll tell you right now, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to go see this movie. No, that's a bad design, though. But luckily, the fan base spoke up. Like, a lot of, like a lot of everybody was like, yo, no, that is not the Sonic we know. Turn him around. Take that back. Back to the drawing board. Back in the office. Get back in the office with that one. But I also want to piggyback off what you said, Louise, about the voice activate shows for Sonic. But I'm just going to tell you what what I think why they didn't use Roger Craig Smith is because when they chose Roger Craig Smith to um to voice Sonic, they were trying to give Sonic more depth, more deepness to his voice, like he's getting older. But then when you listen to Ben's voice, he's making Sonic sound a little bit younger, like he's still young, like he's still in the origin phases of, of just the beginning. So... Yeah, that's why they didn't choose Roger Craig Smith. They didn't want Sonic sounding too old just yet, even though we know he's about to be 30 years old right now. And then um, once they redesigned it, I said, okay, okay, that is much better. Thank you very much. Now I will go and see the movie. I will go and sit there. <laughs> sit there. Another thing about Sonic that I really love, that they kept that, um, that like dynamic between him and Eggman, where he would, he would nitpick with Eggman a little bit before he would fight him. Like, you know, crack, like they, like they little, um, what is it called? I don't know. It's like they, that in between with each other where they would talk to each other first. And if he, he be being funny at Eggman, Eggman would be like, yeah, right. And that, that, I really love that part when they were talking on top of the building. I was like, they're going to try to mess with Eggman again. That's that classic Sonic messing with Eggman. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and I like his connection with, uh, with Tom too, because like when they were traveling around, he was trying to protect Sonic and everything like that. And it was like he was willing to just let Sonic do his bucket list, and he was like, "All right, all right, all right, okay, we can do your bucket list, but we still gotta get you somewhere safe, away from Eggman and stuff." 
and the mini robot in the in the robot fight scene was great too. Uh, how our robot kept on transforming as he kept on beating. I was like, I was like, dude, is this fight ever gonna end? But anyway, back to the characters. But like I, and then like you all said, everybody's favorite character was Jim Carrey as as Doctor Eggman. I don't know what it is. But I've always loved Jim Carrey when he acts because it's like that little slapsticky comedy that he's known for. And he brings a great comedic, comedic nuance to uh, Eggman's role, and I felt, and I felt, I felt that when he was when he was being, when he was in his role because I felt that little Ace Ventura. He kind of did like an Ace Ventura Grinch kind of mix when he was playing Eggman. I was like, Nah, I love that. That is funny because <laughs> I love what he did. That he looks like he looks like he like the Grinch and Ace Ventura. I'm like, That's great. Keep that up, Jim Carrey. You're doing great. But another thing about Jim Carrey, I don't think y'all guys noticed about the Eggman role. Did anybody else get a Saturday M feel when he was talking with with uh Agent Stone? Like Agent Stone was snivelly, snivelly. You remember snivelly? The little the little little short thing he had in Saturday M with the big nose. Yeah, snivelly voiced by uh, Charlie yeah. Adler. I got a snivelly Eggman. I got a snivelly robotic vibe from that from their little relationship. Cause it's, and he, he, even when he was standing, they were standing next to each other. Stone, Agent Stone was slightly shorter than Jim Carrey. You gotta admit he was. He was slightly shorter. You know, Snivelly was really, really tiny. <laughs> so yeah, I love, I love, I love that go between between each other with, with each other with uh, that. I love the dance scene he did, and I loved all the times he was like, "Oh, give me a big fat break." That was funny when he said that because he kept because Sonic kept on taking out all his robots and that was really really funny. So yeah, Jim Carrey really really brought that egomaniacal comedic turn to Eggman's role and I loved that. And lastly, my another one of my characters I really love because it it brings out that little nuance of childhood that childhood nuance where children just don't really well they think rationally but then they don't. But when JoJo saw Sonic in the kitchen with his messed up shoes, she's like, oh, I don't mind he's an alien, but I see his shoes are messed up. I got some shoes maybe he can fit. Let me go get some shoes he can fit. And she brought him his brand new, and she brought him his shoes. I was like, she wasn't thinking the fact that he was an alien. She wasn't thinking the fact he was a big blue hedgehog. She's like, this is a person in need, needs some shoes. Let me hand him a pair of shoes. And, it's a, and I like that little child nuance to it. Because it's like, she didn't care. She didn't care that he was an alien. She didn't care that he was was a hedgehog. She's like, let me just help this guy get him some shoes. And yeah, those are my top. Those are my three favorite characters in that movie. I also like the auntie a little bit. She was a little funny too. Especially when they tied her up to the chair. <laughs> and they, it, then JoJo wouldn't let her out the chair. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that. That she was tied to the chair. <laughs> Yeah, she, she wanted her to take her Fitbit, right? To get those steps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. But yeah, that's that's my that's my character. That's my character world countdown right there. Jim Carrey top, Sonic second, and third will be Lil' JoJo. Lil' JoJo was really, really good. Okay, pass it on to that. Pass it on to you there, Mike. What you got? Well, okay. So the funny thing when you mentioned about uh, Agent Stone and the snivel thing because my fiance they actually said the same thing um you know I, and I can, I can see it like 
I don't know about the shortness thing, just because I think that could just be, I mean, they don't really control their heights, but coincidentally, I could see why that would make you think it even more. It's kind of similar to how in like Sonic X, I don't know if anyone else caught it, but in Sonic X, Deco and Boko, and then even Bokun are kind of like Scratch and Grounder and Coconuts from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but I actually did like Agent Stone a lot for some reason, which is weird because like, I mean, he was a likable character, you know, he was funny and he was very uh, complimenting of Robotnik, but I didn't expect to uh, like him as much as I did, just, um, considering how like in the background he kind of is, but he was just, I, I think it's partly because he was just so chill with Robotnik, despite Robotnik's uh, zany attitude. And to be honest, uh, you know, this is part of the reason why, um, you know, I couldn't really talk much on the plot when during the plot section is because for me, I feel like the plot was like very minimal and very like generic, you know, it's nothing impressive, not bad, but not impressive. But what really carries the movies are the characters and like every, the aspects of their relationship and their attitudes and stuff. And I think their attitudes being just slightly, um, unorthodox in a way that that like makes people like the movie a lot um so like okay um like for example okay like tom tom is i i like tom a lot you would he looks and sounds like he would be like just some generic dude but um but i think what i really liked about him is that while sonic it has this more like childlike innocence to him um in a way where he's not really like a hero yet um he he kind of like lacks the self-confidence almost you know that sonic is known for which makes him really like like he's not sonic at all like to me when i saw it it was like okay he's not this isn't sonic he looks like sonic but he's not sonic yet but i can definitely see him becoming that way because of tom because throughout the movie i started realizing like it feels to me like Tom has the attitude of Sonic from the games and that like maybe Sonic himself will be influenced by that to become more like that in the future, be more cocky, uh, be more witty and and confident in himself because it did seem like he does idolize Tom from the get go anyways. And honestly, I think that what Paul was saying earlier was that he was, um, wanting to see more of like Sonic saving people already before people knew about him. I think, you know, you, you always have to start somewhere. And I think it's just that what we're seeing is the start. And so like, he may be like in the next movie, he'll be saving people before people find out about him and then have that like Sonic X, like reveal where the whole world finds out about him. Um, But um, I think the other thing to me was that it was a funny movie which is weird because like it was it was kind of cheesy but like it's it was still pretty funny like it was like a wholesome cheesy almost um like i i didn't even this is the one, one time the one time that i didn't mind seeing the floss in a, in a movie just because like with sonic's supposed to be like a kid you know and he, he was dancing around anyways you know that was his attitude it was like okay i get it I don't really like seeing the floss all the time, but um, but it makes sense for him to do it there, you know. So it's like okay, it felt more natural than it usually does, and you know, and but 
yeah, I guess I have to admit that most of the comedic parts that really like sold itself were from Robotnik, from Jim Carrey, because I don't know why, but for some reason, you know, like you know, the egg sack joke was just like out of nowhere, just like, well, now let's see what like you'll see what I have in my egg sack, and it was like. Okay, Robotnik. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, later when he's talking with Tom and then Tom has that witty sonic attitude, they have this back and forth, you know, where he's talking about, uh, you know, I was spitting up, uh, spitting out formulas since you were spitting up formulas. And he's like, actually, I was breastfed. And he's like, great, throw that in my orphan face. So it's like, it's like weird because they're, they're giving like a backstory through jokes. But I, I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey kind of just made up on the spot, but they're they're probably going to just roll with it, you know. What really surprised me was that, first off, no one really mentioned Sonic Speed. You know, they're like, oh, he's an alien, but like, okay, but he also has super speed. Like, he's going faster than the speed of sound here. And, like, you, that's not, like, a crazy thing. They're just like, nah, 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 we're chill about it, which, you know. And it was just kind of weird that they actually call Crazy Carl crazy in the first place if they're just going to accept everything in the end. But like Robotnik, despite how goofy he is, they still made him a formidable foe. Like during this chase scene, I don't know if you guys remember specifically the chase scene, um, not not at the end, but like with the truck. How, uh, okay, they're chasing with the truck, right? And then they stop the truck and then something comes out from under the truck, like a smaller one. And then they stop that. And then this weird thing that kind of looks like something from Sonic 1 or Sonic CD, the little rod thing with one wheel and whatever it was, they stopped that. And then they had the little helicopter camera looking thing that, that like blew off the top of, of the truck. And then, and then the little bomb that was stuck to their hand, it was just like one thing after another. And this is the first time that he's going after these guys. And it was like, like, dude, this guy is actually smart and, and a threat because he has all these contingency plans, which reminded me of like Sonic three and knuckles, how uh, at the end you fight this boss, but then boom, there's the final boss, but then wait, if you have all, all the emeralds, then there's a final, final boss where you have to chase him through some asteroids. Then when you blow up the ship, he's still getting away in his uh, mech thing. And I forgot to mention that after, but between that tra- transition, you're actually chasing him while the death egg is breaking apart before he even turns super. So it's like really like six little boss fights in a row. And I'm thinking, yeah, this guy is smart and he does not give up. And that's what I saw in the movie, which was pretty cool, despite uh, you know how like simplistic the movie could be. Um, then there's there's Long Claw. I don't, you know, I, I hate to say it. But uh, I, I don't really care much for Longclaw. I, maybe it was because we didn't see her much. Maybe it's because of her, her design, you know, being different than the rest of the characters. Like, I definitely liked seeing the Echidnas more than seeing Longclaw. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. But uh, but Jojo and Maddie. Honestly, I wish we could have saw more of Maddie, Pretzel Lady, because she was cool. I, I, I like how quickly she also was just on board with everything. She's just like... Now we're good. Let's do this. Um, and then Jojo. I don't understand like how like she had Sonic's shoes. Like, so if she hadn't given those shoes to Sonic, would she just like be wearing those shoes? 
I don't know, maybe it's because they're an iconic design, but I feel like it would be kind of weird to to picture just like, oh, like she's just wearing those shoes to school and stuff. And I mean, I I don't know. There's one last thing I want to say, though, Um, in regards to the voice that I think Shalise mentioned. I don't typically agree with the uh, the general consensus about the, the pitch or the age of the voice. Because to me, I actually think that Ben's voice sounds as deep or deeper than Roger's, but it sounds more childish in nature, the way he talks. You know, like like to me, Roger's voice sounds deep sometimes, and then other times it sounds high pitch, but it has like a graininess to it that I think makes people think that it's getting deeper. But like to me, Ben, when I first heard it in the trailer, Ben, like like Roger, he'll be like, 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 uh, what is something that Roger says? Uh like i'm more worried about finding my friends or something like that and then like when i heard the trailer with sonic he's just like well hello there tom and i'm like okay he just sounds like a normal dude but sometimes he'll sound very sonicy and you know it, it like when he was playing baseball with himself which i think is a reference to like an old like sonic book thing where he's playing baseball with himself but uh i i, I don't know um Man, that trailer! Every everyone talked about the trailer. I get. I guess I'll brief that real quick before I pass it on to a uh, back to you, Luis. Uh, that trailer. The, all I'm gonna say is that that was probably like the first time that I had a genuine toxic Sonic fan reaction, where like my fiance was just like, "You're not gonna still see it in the hardcore Sonic fan," and I'm like, "I normally." You're laughing at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like it's true she was just like are you gonna are you gonna watch it anyways and i'm like uh i I really want to even if it's bad just because like i'm curious but like i don't want to see it in theaters if it's bad i don't for me it's kind of sentimental where like if i go to the theaters and it's really bad i don't want to hear people like booing or saying negative things on the way out even if it is bad because i'm just like i just don't want to be in that atmosphere you know like that would be really depressing for me like I've been waiting for a Sonic movie for a long time, and since it was good, I was like, "Yeah, I, f- I feel warm and fuzzy now." <laughs> oh, but um, I'm I'm gonna pass it to you now, Luis. You go ahead and do your thing. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, like like we we've been mentioning here too. Yeah, of course, the character design was uh, not not its best. Uh, I think I still would have seen it in theaters. Uh, that regardless too, even though again that would have been really uh something else yeah to hear people like booing right at the movie but yeah uh, i would have i would have seen it too regardless because it's sonic and like i said me being a valentine's day non-liker <laughs> it, it would it was great to see something outside of a love story so yeah and for all the sonic fans it that was like a love story right they all could see the their favorite blue hedgehog that they love. So I, I think actually, it, yeah, re- regarding that too, I thought that was it was weird because like I I thought that my fiance wouldn't want to see it because uh, on that day because it's like like oh it's just a Sonic movie for Valentine's Day really, but then but she she was just reminding me right now that like actually she's the one who had to convince me to go see it at first because uh before we found out about the new design and, I, and i'm like i'm surprised that you want to go see it like on valentine's day even though it looks bad you know i i think it's just funny too because we were in the theaters um for detective pikachu right 
and mm-hmm. and they showed this the, the original Sonic trailer. That was the only time I've seen the original trailer like on theaters and not online. But it was for Detective Pikachu, and they had the original Sonic trailer playing, and I like flipped out like in in the theater in my fiance she's like shh, shh quiet like like i know i'm i can't i'm dying here why would they show this in theaters before detective pikachu that looks so amazing already and it's like why are you doing this stop it and and then it was funny because after the when the trailer like ended and they showed like that final clip you know a robotic and everything there was a little girl in the theater that was just like hey i know that guy and we were laughing because then I, I turned to my fiance and was like, why did she recognize him and not Sonic? Like, what the heck? <laughs> I can't. Okay. I'll, I'm sorry. I'm done. It's just feelings. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that one. So I watched it at the Pikachu in theaters and I was like, no, don't, don't, don't even, don't even show that on, on the trailers. But um, yeah. So, Moving on to this next part, and let me just say one thing uh, and whatnot, but if any of you are listening now and you have not seen the movie or you have not seen it fully, uh, I'll just leave it there. You have not completely seen the movie, then you might not want to listen to this next part. So you may want to skip skip for, for a little bit <laughs> so you don't hear this next part uh, or go watch the movie and then come back and play this episode right at this point. So uh, you could do either or. But let's get started with this uh, section. So on our thoughts on the post credit scene and also our uh, prediction on what's going to happen in the second movie that has actually already been confirmed for April 8th, 2022. But of course, we don't have a storyline yet, but there is a date there. So uh, fingers crossed that that date does not get postponed uh, uh, anymore too. But uh, Let's start with me. Uh, so uh, interesting. It's amazing that they did the what I like to call the Avengers model, right? Or even you could even just say in general, right? Any character you know from the Marvel comics or even the DC comics as well, where at the end of the movie, you get a little quick video that shows you maybe what's to come. At least, you know, leaves you wondering like what, what the next uh, movie will be about. But in this particular one, we actually got two. Uh, one happens right before you get to see the really amazing uh, uh, credit scene with the uh, classic Sonic pretty much going through the whole movie adventure. Uh, it was amazing to see Jim Carrey in that mushroom world, right, that they brought out and whatnot. That For a second, I thought they were just poking fun at the guy with the red uh you know plumbing suit and the mustache and all that but i thought it was pretty comical to see him pretty much transform into that dr eggman that as we said before are was the one that we wanted to see originally but now they were like okay let's answer your (laughs) your uh question as to why we have not introduced that eggman and so i thought that was really great really epic to see him transform into this iconic character in this weird world and more so to see him right pull that like piece of sonic fur hair whatever you want to call it um and for him to almost give you a sign that what's next to come he's gonna leave that world because he has the power to leave that world because he still has that 
little piece of fur that he kept with him too. And so uh, I feel like that piece of fur is the key to him actually coming back uh, to the real world, to earth. Uh, and so I thought that was interesting. Of course, can credits roll at the end. And this was amazing. I was at the movie theater, as, as I already mentioned before. When everyone saw Tails on the screen, I'm not kidding, everyone in that room applaud. It was so amazing. I was like, this is cool. I'm surrounded by a lot of fans here that didn't come just because they were like, oh, I'll just go watch this movie. And so I thought that was a really cool moment. And just in general, seeing uh, Tails on the screen, I was like, this is cool. This is going to be amazing because not only did we already have a feeling, well, there is going to be a second movie after seeing Dr. Eggman, but after seeing Tells, you were like, yeah, he's back. He's not just back. He's actually in Earth. He is going to see Sonic. Something epic is going to happen in the next movie. We already know that. Um, and so I thought that was amazing. So that's that's what I got for you guys. Uh, so let's go next with you, Houston. I have a feeling that Knuckles might be somewhere in this uh, opinion piece or an echidna of some sort. So, you know, I I got to say, so we're talking spoilers for this movie and we're talking about the Easter eggs and whatnot. But when you see the echidnas on in Green Hills, they just screams to knuckles my beloved knuckles my beautiful knuckles i miss him so but um so i mean there's so many easter eggs that happen and at the very end you see robotnik get flown off into the into mushroom hills right and he's you know i mean he's starting to look more like the robotnik that we all knew from the games and when Tails shows up in the mid credit scene, you're just looking at it like, wow. But Tails clearly says something, but we will talk about that, you know, later. But the fact that we're seeing these characters, we're seeing, you know, um, we're, we're seeing a world building kind of thing going on. It's really, really cool. Um, and I think that we've got some, you know, some ideas of, where this could go. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute, but from a spoiler standpoint, you know, I going back to what we were talking about earlier about stone. I mean, Robotnik always has some kind of little minion, some kind of little uh, creature, you know, or person with him. And that's exactly what I thought. And I loved when he was on the mushroom, in the mushroom world. And he's talking to that rock that has a, that has what looks like a face and it looks like stone's face and he's throwing it and he's talking to it. And it's like, Oh man, we're starting to see, we're starting to see where this is all going. And I loved that, you know, the, um, the quill, the Sonic, the quill is what I think you were looking for before, you know, just, I, I mean, there's going to be a lot to come on that. So I think from a spoiler standpoint, you know, for this movie, it kind of it does open the doors a bit, but like I said, we'll talk about that here shortly. Um, you know, Shalise, what were your thoughts? Like, what were some of the what were some of the things from this movie that you thought were really, um, you know, that would be considered spoilers that you uh, you think were interesting? 
Okay, for me, what I think was considered first was Tails number one with the number one spoiler that, you know, we all know we saw Tails at the end of it. But, like, another spoiler, we've seen the Echidnas, we've seen Mushroom Hill, we've seen Tails, and even after the movie, like, like we like we said, we're not going to talk about predictions or anything like that. Well, not right now, because after the movie, me and my friends that we went to see, we sat in a restaurant and we speculated on what all those Easter eggs and all those things could have meant and what could be led to the future. But we'll talk about that later. But, I mean, there was just so much, so much at the end. Because usually I'm not the one that stays after the, after the credits. I'm like the person that gets up and leaves quickly because I'm trying to beat after movie traffic. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck in it. But I read a comment, not a review, a comment online telling me some don't leave at the end of the credits. Stick around. You're going to see some good. I was like, okay. I sat through the credits. I was like, oh, there go tails. Oh, my God. So they're they, they giving us a new one. Say, hey, dude, we're not done yet. We're going to make a Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And probably carry this on into a future franchise. But I'm like, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And I wonder who they're gonna get to direct it. I hope they say the same director because this one, the one that directed this movie, he did really good. He did a really awesome job. It was a really for a live action movie, live action video game movie was really really great, and I loved it. But like I like I want to get into the futures and stuff with, with the speculation stuff like that. So that's all I have to say on that about the uh, spoilers and things like that. I'm passing on over to Paul. What you think, Paul? Ah, uh, for me, um, post credit scenes. I think we can all agree us seeing tails at the end of the movie. Uh, it it really did it for me because um, I was I kind of wasn't expecting them to make a um sonic 2 but when i saw tails i was like oh they they're really on to something with this um but i re- i really appreciated them seeing tails uh, me us seeing tails um at the end um it really kind of brought the whole movie together because i want to go to the very very beginning um in green hills where you where you saw the um or in Sonic's world, not necessarily Green Hills, where you saw the echidnas uh, chasing Sonic and Sonic's trying to escape. And Longclaw, of course, gives Sonic his way out. Um, I think that sort of built into what's going to happen, what happened at the end of the movie. Um, We'll talk about that in the Blue Rumor section, but I think it all flows together. Uh, but yeah, the post credit scene, I, I love the fact that they switched to class. I love the fact that they had, they had a classic credit scene, of course, you know, with the nostalgic music of Green Hill. And then you had Speed Me Up. I forgot who it was by. But uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciated that very much. Um, I, I just think that I think it was a great foundation for something that's going to come um you know, it, of course, in years to come, we'll we'll see um, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens later. But uh, I really don't have too much to say about it. I think I think we I think we can all agree by uh, I think we can all agree when we saw tales, we knew that there there was going to be a lot more done. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited. Uh, yeah, Axe, uh, give me your take, man. Um. 
Okay, so I, I believe speed me up if you're talking about the one that we heard in the movie uh, is by Wiz Khalifa, and um, I know there was a previous. I mean Wiz Khalifa and others, but um, uh, there was a previous version by Juice World. Um, um, let's see, so my thoughts with the post uh, credit scene mainly, or like, because a lot of the, a lot of the spoilers, I think. Uh, like this that were mentioned, I think are also like in the trailer too, which I kind of, I kind of hate that the trailer spoiled so much, but you know how it is. Uh, if I recall, I was told that um, they, they do that because they're focused more on trying to get people to come to the theater than they are about worrying about whether or not it spoils the movie. Um, but anyways, uh, I thought there's, there's a scene, uh, you know, where, where we see uh, robotic, transform into his more iconic look or start to at least and uh in my in that scene one thing i noticed is his voice i knew he could do this because i I remember with the grinch you know when they said that jim carrey was gonna play as robotnik i'm like he could do it he could put on a fat suit and change his voice he has a very cartoony rubbery face you know um and then so he might do something like that uh down the line but it was that scene, whenever I'm like, yeah, he now he sounds like Robotnik Eggman, where like he even almost sounded like Mike Pollock specifically in one or two lines. Um, so and it sounded natural, like it sounded like he just kind of like flows in and out of it. Um, I do like um, how they're, they're in the mid credit scene because for me, I do tend to stay. Uh, and, and wait for it to see everything that there is to see and then also because i like listening to um to the song but i thought they showed like a portal open with the ring and then you know the wind blowing and stuff and i don't know i at first i got the vibe of the echidnas i thought the echidnas were going to jump out and then uh and you know be chasing sonic or whatever like they followed him here and then Tails flew out. Like, I completely, like, I, I, I remember thinking Tails might show up at some point in the movie. But then you get used to the movie and then think, like, okay, we're not going to see Tails. It's just Sonic. And then Tails shows up, so it catches you off guard still. And, like, the whole theater, like, you know, roared, you know? Like, everybody was super excited. And, you know, I believe, like, whenever I saw it, I was surprised by my own reaction. Tails is one of my favorite characters, and I... And but you know it's it's just tales. But for this movie, it was special just to see someone else and uh, give tales that spotlight, even for a little bit. And you know, for me, like I was sitting in the theater, and as soon as like he showed up, I was just like, like what the word I cannot say in a PG thirteen podcast. Um, and <laughs> it was funny because uh, you know I was just really excited by it. And uh, like I, I almost had tears just just from seeing tails. I'm like, I see tails all the time. What the heck? Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was kind of cool. And, and I don't think that it was just um, major fans. It was probably mostly major fans there, like Luis was saying. But I think that there were some people who just saw it just to go see a movie. You know, who maybe are casual. They don't know anything about Sonic beyond their vague memories of the classic games, where they're just like, oh, Sonic Robotnik rings loops tails and maybe they remember knuckles or shadow's name but they don't know much about the series and to i think that even for them when they adapt to just focusing on sonic and then all of a sudden tails shows up you know sonic and tails are such an iconic duo their color schemes complement each other that i think that like 
even the casual people were excited to see Tails. Where they're just like, there's going to be another movie, and it's going to Sonic and Tails or something, you know. So I that that's my my main thoughts about that and how like special that scene was. I think I think now it's time, it's time to pass this on to Houston and let him do his special section called Houston. The blue rumor, my friends, the blue rumor. All right. (laughs) So, you know, we've been talking about spoilers from this movie, and I, you know, come bearing gifts for my friends as we talk about some of the rumor reports that are happening. And some of you kind of already started hitting on um, some predictions. So here are a couple of things that we're going to establish right away. One, there were were echidnas at the beginning of the movie. And what does that mean? Knuckles. Who is Knuckles? For any of you who don't know who Knuckles is out there, you are going to stop this podcast immediately. You are going to go to your nearest video game system or YouTube channel and look up Knuckles the Echidna right now. So, and... You must play Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic 3 and really get that going. Anyway, I digress. Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Sonic 2. Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2. All of them, He's right? important. How do you not know Knuckles? You know, you never know. Okay. So, um, here are some of the rumors of what it may be to come with regards to the Echidnas. Um, Knuckles is clearly a fan favorite and a big part of Sonic history. So we can already speculate and I would say confidently predict that Knuckles will be appearing in, if not the second, the third. I would say he's going to be in both. And I have a feeling that uh, we're going to see probably a very similar tie-in to what happened in Sonic 3, um, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the Sega Genesis video game, where... Robotnik tricks Knuckles and Knuckles winds up becoming, you know, uh, he and Sonic go head to head. But then they at some point reconcile and go after Robotnik, who is a bigger threat. Now, that said, we have, you know, I, I think that that may be an angle. And per some of the rumors that I've been hearing and some of the things that I've been seeing, that seems to be. A, a pretty well-founded rumor. So we're going to, but we will see what happens with that. But I also want to point out a couple of other things. You also have Tails, right? Tails showed up at the very end of the movie in the mid credit scene. And he says, I found him. I just hope it's not too late. A lot of people are probably wondering, what's, what's not too late? Well, what's he doing? What's going on? So I want to just bring this up and I'm going to pose it to my, to my dear friends here and the hedgehog zone and to our listeners out there. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. What if tails and I'm putting this here because I, and I have, I have somewhere where it's coming from. What if tails is discussing chaos? So I I, want you, uh, I thought that as well. Well, let me, let me, let me share something real quick. So, what I mean by chaos, Sonic has these powers, right? Where did the powers come from? 
So one of the theories, one of the rumors out there is that Chaos Emeralds caused him to have his power that he has. Now, for those of you who may be listening to this and don't know what Chaos Emeralds are, get off my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. You need to go and 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 uh, play the games. Realize that Chaos Emeralds are a very important part of Sonic history. The, the Chaos Emeralds may have caused Sonic to have his power. And with that said, there could be a tie-in where Tails is going to go... You know, he needs he needs Sonic for something to do with Chaos Emeralds, perhaps back at Green Hills. And as we saw, Robotnik, who was on the Mushroom Mushroom Hills, you know, world, finds a way to get to Green Hills. And that's kind of a uh, a, a rumor that I actually believe to be true, where he's going to wind up going to Green Hills, meeting Knuckles getting the, you know, starting to go after Chaos Emeralds is what it's sounding like may happen. But he's somehow, some way, towards the end of the movie, potentially, of the second movie, potentially, we're going to see Easter eggs of other characters, such as, um, possibly, it may not happen, though, Shadow. But we will see. So... I'm, I'm saying all this because as I've been collecting rumors, as I've been going through message boards, and as I've been talking to friends in the know, these are these are definitely concepts, and these are things that have really been hit on in the planning for the next movie. So I want to do something a little fun. I want to open this up to my colleagues here on the Hedgehog Zone, and I'm wondering, what are your predictions? What are your thoughts on what I just shared? Or is there something that you perhaps, you know, think will be added? Is Do these sound feasible to you? And, and we'll go one by one. So, Axe, let's start with you. Oh, darn, I really wanted to jump in. Sorry. Oh, I know you did, because this is the fun section. My section's always fun. <laughs> um, But, Axe, you can go ahead. I'll, I'll jump in next. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I was going to be like, yeah, you can go. Uh, I, I was... uh thinking something as well about um how it is also possible that they can combine uh plot elements from different games and then just go an original take on it and i was thinking that there's a chance that you know sonic could end up going back to his world just because it's like an emergency obviously over there and that maybe tom and maybe maddie maybe not um will end up also going to Green Hill Zone. and But I don't know how weird or difficult that might be. But you mean Mushroom I, Hill, Axe? No, um, because that's where Robotnik is. Green Hill Zone is where, where Sonic came from um, where he uh, before he came to Earth. And Tails was coming from there. Uh, and so I, I, I see... My thoughts were either that, you know, it could be Robotnik or the Echidnas. Uh, because Tails is so young, how would he know about Sonic, you know? And I'm thinking if, if, if either Longclaw's alive or or she died and someone else knows about Sonic. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's maybe Robotnik or the Echidnas who want the power are 
causing trouble over there and they're demanding them to give up Sonic or something. And Tails is just like, we got to like find him. He has to like save us or something like that. Like maybe he became like well-known before he disappeared somehow. I don't know, but I can definitely see the chaos animals maybe giving him his power. Um, and I don't know. We don't even know where the emeralds are. If they exist in the movie, are they all in one world? Are they scattered throughout the different worlds? So because they're yeah. on the map, they're on the map, which means maybe it's, it's like uh, it's uh, across different worlds. Yeah. So you bring up you bring up an interesting point that I was actually going to talk about next. Is that the potential for the chaos emeralds to be spread across these different worlds where? Robotnik in Mushroom Hills was able to get a hold of that particular Chaos Emerald. It's almost like exactly. an infinity, almost like an Infinity Stone type of thing, <laughs> right? Let's let, let's just put it out there. I, yes, yeah. Paul, go ahead. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, your plot when you said you know Sonic Two is going to look like Sonic and Knuckles Three, I could see that actually happening. Uh, but I want to jump in and this is something that I wanted to see in the first movie where we're talking about the chaos emeralds. I do think I agree with you that that's where his powers comes from, but I would have wanted to see a reference to at least one. I wanted to see, I, like at the, at the very end where we see Robotnik in the mushroom Hills world and he shades his head and does everything, all that good stuff. I would have expected him to say, I have the quill that, you know, I, I, I got from Sonic, obviously. And then also, like, I would have wanted to see him, like, accidentally dig up a Chaos Emerald and be like, oh, what do we have here? You know what I'm saying? It would have it would have been nice to see that at, at least one Chaos Emerald in the first movie. Um, I think... that's, that's what I kind of wanted to see. But I do, I do believe that we will see the chaos emeralds in the first movie. And this is kind of where it gets interesting because I'm not sure that I want to see them get all seven all at once. Yeah, You understand what I'm saying? Like, I want to see this kind of split into two parts in, in, in a way, you know, cause I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't want to put it. I don't want to put all, I want to give casual fans who don't know the series a little bit of a, you know, anticipation buildup. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. get the first four in this next in this next movie, right? And then in Sonic 3, where you would say introduce Knuckles, that'll make it a little bit more difficult in, in a right. sense. I, I I'm probably not making sense right now, but I just no, I, I no, want to no. see I, I want to see it broken up a little bit. Yeah, no, you're making you're you're making some sense. But here here so think about this for a moment. Did any of you notice with the echidnas, right? Did you notice anything about what they were wearing or anything like that that may indicate something to do with the Chaos Emeralds? Yeah, like the, their their attire seemed like it had to do with uh with that, you know, like I, I think I go back to Sonic Adventure One where but they at had a, time, at, at a certain point you know, it, each character got a chance to go to the other world. I forgot they the have... name of that world, but I think that that other world has something to do with what Tails was talking about. 
said, I hope it's so, not too I want to point out that I think maybe this is what you're referring to, um, uh, Houston. I'm not sure. But it looks to me like, almost like some kind of like symbolism of mm-hmm. like the Master Emerald mm-hmm. on their on their um, whatever you call it, like the crown crest thing that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if maybe that's what you're talking about. Well, yes. So if you look at essentially what they're wearing and you kind of go back to some of the previous games and whatnot, it's an even when Longclaw talks about the fact that um, people are after him because of his power, you, do you remember Knuckles and the Chaos Emeralds and Sonic Adventure? I mean, I mean Sonic Three. I can't wait for Sonic Adventure Three, but uh, for Sonic, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog Three, you know, one of the things is the Echidnas are probably protectors of the Chaos Emerald and worship the Chaos Emerald. Is potentially a rumor and because of sonic having the power that he has from the chaos emerald that's why they're after him that's why people that's why all 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 these uh you know the kidneys and whatnot that's why they're after him is because of that power that's maybe derived from the chaos emerald so something to kind of think about and that perhaps the chaos emeralds may be connected in ways to help um you know once they're put together perhaps something bigger happens but there's nothing you know we could speculate on that but there's nothing set that that's going to happen in the next movie it could it very well could because what could happen is they could do something where the chaos emeralds come together you know like what we saw in sonic adventure with the very very big chaos um that happened and then Perhaps after that comes Shadow, right? So there's a progression that they could actually do there. So, um, but if you look at the clothing or the, you know, attire that they have, it is reminiscent of like tribal, like, you know, and, and one of the things that if you look at Sonic the Hedgehog 3, there was, um, that, you know, that, that was, that was kind of in that, in that game as well. So something to, something to think about when we're when we're talking about that but Shalice what what do you think what are your thoughts and predictions on what we're talking about here now like I said after the movie me and my friends we went and sat in the restaurant we were just constantly speculating on everything that we thought that everything could connect together so we just made up our own full storyline on how and what we thought would you know how to how everything that we just saw at the end of the movie and all those spoilers and things would connect together. What we had speculated was we said that when Tails came through the portal, he said, I found him. I hope it's not too late. What we were thinking was the fact that it was like a like a time paradox thing where where uh Sonic is it the the world of Sonic is it now is like, like like in a future, a bit of a future world. And Tails comes from the past. And, and Tails knows what's going to happen in the future. Well, I, I forgot how we did it, but, you know, it was like, what Tails was talking about, he hope it's not too late. He hope it's not too late that he can stop Knuckles from coming coming in and, and, and hunting Sonic down. He's coming to protect Sonic from being hunted down by Knuckles. Because, you know, in the beginning of the movie, the kidnapped did chase Sonic down. Right. Now, 
because they, they did chase something down for for long cloud sent him sent him to another world with the ring. Now this is another part of the speculation that we thought that we that we saw at the end of the movie when when we saw Jim Carrey as, as the more iconic Eggman that we all know because we know we saw him in the Mushroom Hill Zone. Now we know that he we know that Knuckles is the type of guy that he's so kind and so sweet that he'll believe mostly anything that he's told. So. Eggman just happens to run upon Knuckles in the Mushroom Hill Zone. And he convinces Knuckles, saying, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog is this bad guy. He's messing with these people in Green Hill Zone. And he shows him the quill. And the quill gives him and Knuckles the power to travel yep. back to Green Hill Zone. Yep. And I've heard... And, I, I, it's interesting you bring that up because I've heard something very, very similar to that, and you may be onto something because there's precedence um, with time travel in the Sonic, um, you know, Sonic history. So there could be that, and it actually, it's very plausible. And especially because I've heard that before, that could definitely be a uh, be a part of that. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted I mean, to. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, we were just in the restaurant speculating it all, and we were like, yeah. "Wow, we were blowing our own minds." What we were thinking. <laughs> What was that no, next? I was um what what she was saying actually relates to uh something that I was going to uh that I thought of while you were talking about um the echidnas and protecting the emeralds and stuff and that maybe that's why they're after Sonic, which would mean that they even if they're kind of like antagonists that they're not like completely evil, they they could still be selfish, maybe like in the uh mm-hmm. in the games, but like there could be a thing where uh if Sonic has a power from the emerald and they feel the need to get him that it could be a disruption amongst the emeralds which also means that his leaving uh that world could potentially cause problems for that world and that could be something else where tails is like you know i found him hopefully it's not too late because sonic has this power that if he doesn't go back and bring like the power of the emerald together or something they yep. you know then you know something bad could happen and then that could also relate to robotnik if he finds an emerald or if he runs into knuckles or something and knuckles could be the only echidna left by the time or something and for him it's like it, it is a desperate thing that he needs to to fix now and whatever it is they definitely have to have knuckles fight sonic first if he's going to meet him for the first time because that yeah. is an iconic part of their relationship and that's what make knuckles such a such an important big character you know that's what makes him one of the big 3 of the series he's one of the three yeah. legendary heroes in the series yep exactly real quick um, we- i just want to i just want to say this thought while i have it in my head i do not want to see shadow in a movie I was about I, to say I, that. I just don't. I, you know, I I appreciate Shadow and what he brings to the table. I mean, if they make a movie with him, so be it. But I I, I don't want to see Shadow on the big screen. He he's more of a game character. I mean, yeah, I do I do want to see him, but I I don't want to see him so soon. Right? No, it shouldn't be soon, and it needs to be done the right way. And I think that Fowler, the director, he know and he knows that. Um, and I, I think based on what we saw from the first Sonic movie, we're seeing a very organic way to do things. 
I think that that's the path to follow. Not just inserting a character for the sake of inserting a character. Yeah. And I, I don't see him doing that based on what I, and I could, you know, I could be wrong, but based on what I saw from this first movie, it's not like all these characters were thrown in very tastefully done, very strategically done. That's what I think we're going to see more of. And as long as we see more of that, I think more power to him because we could eventually get there. Maybe not right away, but eventually, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Luis, you've been really quiet. What are your thoughts on all this? So I actually think that Knuckles is not going to be introduced or at least we're not going to see the character but we might see him actually at the end at the post credit scene, just as we did with Tills. Uh, I think that if you introduce a lot more characters, you just kind of like lose track, kind of like you guys are saying with Shadow, like you just like, please stay out, just don't, don't introduce him in episode two, or I mean, in uh, this uh, next uh, movie, but you want to make sure that each character has their own character development. You want to see that right. reflected in the storyline. And I think I personally would rather see Knuckles introduced in the third movie if we kind of take the direction of the classic games, right? Where first, it was just Sonic. Second, you saw Sonic and Tails. And then third, you uh, were able to now see uh, Knuckles uh, in the game itself again. Yes. And so I think I would much rather see that path. Like, and... I think also thinking about it from the fan perspective, I know some people might be like, well, I want to see Knuckles. I know Houston, you, you want to see Knuckles. Oh, on the no, big they, screen. Need to do his, <laughs> they need to do an individual movie with him and then introduce him. That's oh, what okay. I think they should do. Oh, but an uh, Avengers style. Nobody okay. asks me. No one asks me. Here's the reason yeah. why, why I don't necessarily. Oh, uh, we already know that. why. Really? <laughs> we already know why. Why, why? Wait, were you saying why they won't do an individual Knuckles movie? Well, the reason why I don't think that they that they should uh, wait that long. To, I mean, they could. Uh, they yeah. don't really need well, Knuckles uh, to be already in the second movie. But the reason why I think it might be a little bit better if they did is just because a movie series, especially if this is brand new, they don't know how successful it'll be in the long run. I, I think that they wouldn't want to... Um, Miss the opportunity. You know, plan on making like like twenty movies because Sonic is a lot of games, you know, and it's like you can't introduce certain things too fast, but you also can't introduce certain things too slow for a movie. But and yeah, but there's one thing that Luis has a point to. So they have to establish the relationship between Tails and Sonic, probably before they started establishing a relationship between Knuckles and Sonic. Maybe, yeah, but the, the way that I saw it was that if they did introduce Knuckles um, in the second movie along with Tails, then what would end up probably happening is, is you would basically be seeing the relationship between Sonic and Tails alongside the relationship between Robotnik and Knuckles uh, as two separate yeah. things. So yeah. What you do is when you have a lot of characters, eventually what you do is you group them together, kind of like Sonic Heroes, where it's like, even though you're playing as three characters, it's like you're playing as one character that branches off into three. In this case, it would be like you see them as a unit almost with different yeah. parts. Yeah. And then in the third movie, you can focus more on the relationship between Sonic and Knuckles as individuals. Yeah. So like Sonic and Knuckles 
wouldn't always be together in the second movie. Yeah, I mean, that a good point. And I think that because we're hearing, you know, a lot, and I think as we're going to get closer and production starts, there's going to be more information because, you know, a lot of those production crew members, they're going to, they're going to hear something or see something. They can't keep it to themselves. We'll find out. And there will be more that comes as time goes on. But I think that, you know, as we, as we speculate and as we hear more of these rumors and certainly, you know, to all of our listeners, please in the comment section, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the rumors that we've talked about here today? What are some of the, you know, thoughts you have knuckles, um, you know, uh, Eggman and Chaos Emeralds. What are what are your thoughts around these topics? I know we talked f- about a few different rumors going on here, but what are what are your thoughts? Share them in the comments. You know, uh, let us know what your thoughts are, and we'll we'll uh, we'll be interested to kind of see where we go. And as we do more episodes, you know, and we get closer to the next movie, we'll definitely be talking about the movie and some of the upcoming blue rumor sections, but. For now, I really want to thank everybody for uh, their contributions to tonight's dis- wonderful and riveting discussion about the Blue Rumor Report. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and get started with our final ring. And I'm going to turn it over with Tisha Lise to begin. Well, that is my final ring. Well, I'm going to say that all in all, basically what we talked about with uh, how we feel about the movie, the movie all in all was a great movie from beginning to end. And like I said, for a live action video game movie, it was very well done. And I've seen, I've seen some doozies in the past that were like, oh my God, why did I even pay my money to go see this? But this one was well worth the money. And I'm telling you now, y'all ain't seen it yet. I mean, it's not in theaters no more. Go buy the DVD, go to your rep, your nearest red box, get it, sit down, watch it. It is well worth the watch, especially with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was like the top nuance of the movie throughout the whole entire movie. Him and his antics, whew, he will have you on the floor laughing. And I'll, and lastly, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's all I have to say. The movie all in all was great. And that's why our rumor section. We we really want to hear what you guys think. So hit us up in that comment section and let us know what you guys truly think of our rumors when we that we came up with tonight. And with that being said, I'm gonna pass it on over to my boy Paul. What's your final ring, man? Uh, my final ring. Um, I'm actually gonna go way off subject for a second here because this is kind of why I was not in the last episode. Um. So as an essential worker, of course, I'm out there fighting the pandemic in my way. Um, And it has started to tackle my mental state. So I've really had to take some time to really focus on myself and really start like a self-love kind of journey in a sense. Um, and and don't get me wrong, fans out there and everybody listening, you know, I'm a part of this. I want to be with you. I want to continue talking with you all. But I just want to say, like, if you need to take a day off, take that day off. Like, I really want my fans and everybody listening out there to really make an investment to love yourself. Um, 
and it's going to take time. It is difficult. Um, you know, especially with me, my personal life, I won't go too deep into detail, but I just want everybody listening out there to please take your mental health seriously. Uh, and if you need somebody to talk to, you know, con- consult a close friend, trusted advisor, go to therapy if you need to. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there for everyone. Um, but as far as, you know, tonight's episode, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I can't wait to see more. Um, and I'm, I really appreciate everybody here on the Hedgehog Zone on this journey with me. And I just, let's just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. And that is my final ring. Axe, what you got? Well, um, and in speaking on the pandemic, it's really a shame that um, the movie itself actually could have gotten so much more money and gotten higher on charts and stuff if it weren't for the pandemic. But in a way, it's also, you know, um, maybe not the reputation of like all the games in general, but maybe the reputation of the character himself to always just kind of like, you know, speed in there get at whatever he needs done done and then get out before stuff hits the fan you know and so he did end up you know making a lot of money before theaters had to get shut down and that's lucky because now we probably do get the the chance to see a, a decent sequel maybe that would contribute to not seeing knuckles in the movie then because of the whole the work going behind the uh the animation and the cgi especially with the um the original team no longer being a, um, there anymore to do it. But um, I mean, maybe the production the next time around won't be so bad. I have no idea how they're going to do it, but I will say this though, regardless, uh, can people stop sharing the, uh, the quote unquote rumor that uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson will be voicing knuckles. Like, the first time it was shared, it was shared from, from a source that is known for making things up and then it was debunked, but people are still sharing it and saying like, Oh, the rock's going to voice knuckles or the there's a rumor. The rock's going to voice knuckles. And it's like, it is by now he might actually voice knuckles just because people are talking about it so much, but it was a rumor, not even like a, like a, it was a rumor that was debunked. So it's like, we know it it's fake. And I just want to throw that out there before I pass it on to Louise skill that, uh, you know, hopefully if anyone's listening to this, at least, you know, that it is, that it was just a, a fake rumor. So, uh, take it away, Luis. Yeah. I mean, I hope that he does poison. I know that it, it was a rumor that <laughs> people were, were saying, but you know, just the, I'm, I'm like hearing his voice now too. And then picturing knuckles and <laughs> how that would work out. But, I mean, you never know. I, I think it it could potentially uh, work out. Happening. You smell. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what Houston would think Ooh. about wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot one more rumor. There is one more rumor I forgot. Ooh. Uh-oh. I, I, I heard this rumor that I'm voicing Knuckles. I'm just putting it out there. Oh. Someone said it on a forum somewhere. Actually got a lot of following. I thought it was great. And, you know, an interesting choice. I think it's the best choice, honestly. I, I really do. I really do. Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. I apologize, but that's what I heard. And hopefully it comes true. 
I heard that I was voicing Metal Sonic. And then I found out that Metal Sonic doesn't talk. That's true. He doesn't. But Knuckles does, and so do I. So it's a perfect pair. See, I can do that. <laughs> so before I get to my final ring, uh, let's let's have you give your final ring, Houston, uh, now that you gave us that you know, interesting rumor. Yeah, no, you know, I, I think that that is my final ring. You know, remember, all these Sonic fans out there, you can make it happen. Just let the studios know Houston pulling to play Sonic. I mean, Knuckles, whoops. That was a Freudian flip. <gasps> Sorry, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible Knuckles fan right now. Wow. I'm done here. I'm have you, done. Have you ever heard of cancel and culture? You flip, you flip. Do you remember that I have a broken foot and I have a lot of ibuprofen going through me? Thank you. So, as part of my final ring. Oh, that's your excuse? He's just like, yeah, I just need, I need to heal... Listen here. Out of here. So, someone needs to speed me up. Listen here, Hedgehog. Pipe oh, down. Good one, Axe. Pipe down. And no, I'm not going to be speeding up for anybody. All right. So, I think, you know, as <laughs> part of my final ring, you know, to everybody out there, thank you so much for, you know, listening to our, our, our little fun sessions here. We, we really enjoy it. Um, but, you know, just echoing what people have been, uh, what my colleagues here have been saying, you know, it's uh, it's been a tough time, but at least we have, you know, Sonic and Knuckles or Knuckles and Sonic as it should be. Um, please forgive me, Knuckles. Please forgive me. That um, that are here to, you know, get us through, you know, these times and, you know, we all can uh, bond over these types of uh, over something like this. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. And uh, yes, as a, as Axe would say, praise chaos, praise chaos. So uh, that would be my final ring. Luis. Yeah. Well, we could start the hashtag uh, Houston for knuckles. If you guys want to start that and uh, we'll see if uh, Sega gets to hear on that too. And Paramount, whoever makes the, the decision there, right. To, figure out who's going to be voicing who and and we'll see but hey if, if you get it it'll be thanks to the podcast right and, and the team here yes As we're gonna we we have a new hashtag it started right there it's you know houston for next we've got this okay. remember spread it everywhere yes uh, so but please be sure to like tag sega sonic team the sonic page <laughs> everything too and uh we'll, we'll try to make it happen uh whatnot too there so for my final ring, you know, we, we already established this movie was amazing. Uh, I am really happy as a Sonic fan to know that the movie that we were all waiting for ended up really meeting or not, I shouldn't say meeting, exceeding the expectations that anybody had for a video game movie. I know I even said it before the Pokemon movie came out as we knew Pokemon and Sonic movie coming out. I was like, these two movies I feel like are going to revolutionize the world of video game movies, which uh, really needed to be revolutionized <laughs> after all the fiasco, right, of video game movies that we saw in the past. And I had hope, and I'm glad that that ended up actually happening. Um, I'm really happy, too, that they gave us that spoiler to make sure that we kept hope that there won't be a second movie. 
And not just that, but the fact that they saw success. And I know, X, you were talking about they could have had more success. But I think in the midst of everything, the movie actually came out at a good time, considering that all the lockdowns in place happened about a month after the movie came out. And so it gave it a good month of being able to be in a movie theater. So I think everyone who wanted to see it, like really wanted to see it, actually saw it. In movie theaters and i'm really thankful that this all happened right before the lockdowns happened before nobody could go to a movie theater because we were able to see this movie and it would have been really sad had it just gotten a straight dvd blu-ray release or just streaming release and for us not to see it on the big screen and so i think that was good it was good that we were able to to see that uh among other things, it was one of the top movies of 2020. Let's just put it out there, even though not being biased, even though we are a Sonic pod, that uh, it, it was one of the, the best, I think, because it, they really did a good job in capturing the whole image of what the video game is about. And so I thought it was good. That's what Amazing I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sonic just sped in there and sped out, did all the things he needed to do, got all that money right before the pandemic happened. That's so Sonic fashion for him to just like do that, right? To just like speed in, speed out before it explodes. Yeah. You know, he was just, <laughs> just like the song says, he said, uh, uh, you know, um, something about quick, quick, too fast on my tippy toes, undefeated bros, no L still, right? Okay. That's yeah. for Paul, because he's catching all my references. <laughs> well done. Well, well yeah. Done. That was no, good. Take, taking off quick too fast. Let's see. Taking off quick too fast. Undefeated, bro. No else though. But um, point is, is that's Sonic. You know, he runs in there, <laughs> runs back out. and got everything done. It's a very impressive, actually, considering the situation that the movie was in. Yeah. So it, it was uh, really good. Also wanted to say, because this episode is going to be uh, posted, uh, I believe it's going to be a day or two days before Thanksgiving. One of those two. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I know that we are. Yeah, in happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So, uh, so I know that we are in different times right now. But at the end of the day, we got to be thankful that we got good health, right? Everything is good. If things aren't good, I hope for the best. Hope things get better. And please do your part. Wear a mask. Uh, if you are going to be having a family gathering uh, try and encourage people to wear a mask if you absolutely need to have it. If not, then you know tr- try not to have it. And you know if you are just going to be spending time by yourself at home or maybe with just a, a person or two at home, play a Sonic game. You got a good amount of time. You got a lot of days off from work or days off from school. Hey, play Sonic. Have a Sonic marathon watch the movie too, read the comics. Man, there's so many things you could do, but catch up catch up on, on some of the games if you haven't played some of them as well. So yeah, everyone keep safe and uh, have a, a great Thanksgiving. So that was my final ring. And as a last reminder, if you haven't followed us on social media, please give us a follow. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Hedgehog Zone. You can also find us on Facebook if you search for The Hedgehog Zone. And as I mentioned previously, we now have a Facebook group. If you want to join it, just search for Sonic The Hedgehog Zone fans. 
please check it out. Uh, submit a request to join. Uh, we, we are trying to build that group up so all Sonic fans can join. Talk about our favorite Blue Hedgehog. And we'll also be talking about anything going on in the podcast. We'll be asking some of the questions that we ask here on the podcast too. So it'll give you a, an opportunity to respond there. And who knows, you might actually see your question being actually mentioned in our next podcast, or I shouldn't say question. You should be seeing your answer possibly mentioned in the next podcast too. So please feel free to interact with our questions that we have on there. And we might have potentially other questions that we don't mention on the podcast, but they will be future questions that we will be mentioning on the podcast as well as your answer. So be on the lookout for that. We have a new section too. And so, uh, that should be uh, rather interesting too as well. So for all of us today here on the pod, for Paul, Houston, Chalice, Axe, my name is Luis. Uh, thank you for tuning in today and you will hear from us in our next episode. See everyone. Thank you. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye everyone. Have a good one. That's Bastardus with Sonic Speed. Hey, Sonic again? I was just on my way to order a chili dog, but there seems to be a holdup. Sorry, sir, but no service until you put on a mask. Oh, that's bull-hunky. Next. Oh, it's you, Sonic the Hedgehog. But sorry, Sonic, you have to put on a mask. That's not too difficult, is it? Well, let me see. There you go. Too easy. Piece of cake. But why? It's not fair. It's not fair for your peers to have to worry about getting sick either. Essential workers have to deal with the stress of people coming in all day long too. If you're not there for your crew, they can't be there for you. And that's no good. Sonic says.